This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Here's a blitz. Can Rogers beat it? Big ball downfield, and it is intercepted by Kirby Joseph. Joseph out of bounds around the 45. He's got Rogers for the third time, and the Packers are in. Trouble. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. <laughs> the Packers were in so much trouble that uh, Jordan Love's now their starting quarterback and Aaron right. Rodgers plays for the Jets, <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> a lot of trouble. <laughs> I just, uh, trouble, trouble, trouble. I just I just love that like, our, our, all, our, our old friends are back in our lives now. Here's Mike Tirico after a couple months off, being out of our lives. Now Mike Tirico's back. Kevin Burkhardt's back. Jim Nance is back. Tony Romo is back. You got to yeah, absolutely love it. The call courtesy of NBC Week 18 when the Lions went into Lambeau Field. Dan Campbell's line was, if we're not going, they're not going. To the postseason, the Lions eliminated earlier in the day on Week 18 as a result of the Seahawks-Rams game. The Lions go into Lambeau and knock off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And obviously, the Lions hoping that momentum end of season carries over to the season opener on Thursday night on the road at the Kansas City Chiefs, where it looks like Kansas City Probably going to be without Hall of Fame tight end, maybe the greatest tight end of all time, Travis Kelsey. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports is going to join us in just a moment to break down the Lions and the Chiefs and the rest of week one in the NFL. But to remind our live audience, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, coming up 20 minutes from now. And then 40 minutes from now, Ken and I get back to P-squared, B-squared for week one. We will start in Atlanta. Seriously, we will start in Atlanta with the Falcons and the Panthers in the NFC South. But joining us right now is the great, the aforementioned Pete Prisco from CBS Sports, CBS Sports NFL insider, analyst, columnist. You watch him on CBS Sports HQ and you follow him on Twitter. You you should at least if you don't. At Prisco CBS. Pete, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. Happy football season to you and yours. Yeah, it's here. Can you believe it? After, I mean, that preseason's so bad and then the two weeks before the season starts, it starts dragging. But it's here, and I'm ready for it, and I can't wait to see tomorrow night's game. Pete, just a, maybe an educated guest to start out with, and obviously, like, we don't, none of us know this for sure, but covered the NFL for a really long time. What is your best guess as to whether both Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones play in Thursday night's game? I think a lot of people kind of ask themselves that question. I don't think they would have mentioned Travis Kelsey's injury if he if he was going to play. That's just my hunch. You know, there's if, if it's just a little tweak, there's no real need to mention it. And so, you know, hyperextended knee, that leads me to believe that it might be problematic. And so I would be shocked if he plays. But, you know, look, he's a tough guy. Um, you know, anything's possible. But I think they're leaning more towards no. 
And as far as Chris Jones, I find it highly unlikely that he would be in the game uh, at all because even if he got a deal done, I mean, he's got to get into some sort of football shape. So uh, I would say no and probably not. So, Pete, I have a two-part question for you. Uh, part number one is going to be, like, what What do you think is going to happen in the game without Kelsey and without Chris Jones? And part number two is going to be, and for people that don't know, Pete's been breaking down film in the National Football League for a really long time, right? If Travis Kelsey does, in fact, not play for the Chiefs, like, what do you, what's the offensive strategy going to be? Like, who's going to pick up the slack for Kelsey? Is it going to be like Noah Gray, like the backup tight end? Is it going to be more Sky Moore? Are we going to see Rasheed Rice? Are we going to see a lot of Kadarius Tony, who Andy Reid said is going to be good to go on Thursday uh, Thursday Night Football, despite the fact that people on the show have called him Kadarius Phony at points over the last 365 days. So what do you think is going to happen with the Chiefs and the Lions? And what do you think Kansas City's offensive game plan will look like if Travis Kelsey does not play? Well, I think it, it, it challenges you to be more creative, but if there's any two guys that can be more creative, it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Travis Kelsey makes that offense sing. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes is the man, but you've got to have somebody in the middle of the field to take some of the heat away from the other guys, and that's what Travis Kelsey does. So it's going to put more, more creativity on, on their plate, and I think they're capable of it. I mean, you can use those guys. You talk about Tony. Tony can be used in a variety of ways. You saw that in the Super Bowl. I think he's capable of carrying the football. I think he's capable of coming out of the backfield. I think he's capable of getting down the field. So it's just going to challenge them more. Uh, but if it were a different coach and quarterback, I'd be much more worried about it. Yes, Kelsey's great. And he's, like you said, might be the best of all time. But those two can figure it out. And I think they will figure it out. Can uh, Pete, give me one name here, one name on the Kansas City Chiefs offense, one guy that you think will step up if Travis Kelsey does not play on Thursday night. Who is it going to be and why? Tony. And I think the speed and the ability to get him, use him in a variety of different ways will play out that way. And, and, and so I, I pick Tony. I think he's the guy. Pete, I feel like a lot of our analysis, right, and the way we think about the game the next couple of days is going to be like, well, man, if Kelsey doesn't play, kind of what Nick's asking, like almost a fantasy football question, like what receivers step up, who goes over their yardages. What about the Detroit side of this? You said you think it's really unlikely Chris Jones is going to play. I think a lot, there's probably, that's probably the consensus opinion, right? Not going to get in game shape, I think was your, gonna, was your point. Okay, this seems like kind of a, maybe a salivating matchup for Detroit's running game, for their offensive line. What about that matchup specifically? I know we'll spend a lot of time on Kelsey the next couple of days, but Detroit offense against Chris Jones-less Kansas City defense, what do you expect there? Yeah, and that's a problem for them because you, you don't have your game wrecker, and he is the game wrecker, and he's the only game wrecker. So if he's not in the lineup, it, it creates a void both in the run game in a big way by the way, but it creates a void in the passing game as well. Now, Ben Johnson's one of the best offensive minds in, in football. He will come up with something to take advantage of that, a bunch of things. And, and I think, you know, what, the obvious thing is to lean on the run game, and I think they will. I think they will lean a little bit more on the run game than maybe you wouldn't if he weren't in the game. So I look for them to run the ball and then let Goff take some shots down the field. But I, I do think that without Jones in the lineup, it creates a massive void in there. And remember, they're not big at linebacker. They're fast. Those two guys can run to the football, but they're not big. And so without Chris Jones in there, I think it's going to lead to more running because you're going to be able to get bodies out on those small linebackers. So look for the run game to be effective. Pete, if you had to choose between one of the following two things being more likely to happen, David Montgomery having a big game on the ground or Jameer Gibbs having a big game through the air catching the football? David Montgomery having a big game on the ground. And, and for the reasons I just pointed out, they're a physical offensive line. Uh, 
You don't have Chris Jones. You have smallish linebackers who can run, by the way. They can run and cover, but they have problems when you go right at them. Uh, I think more likely that Montgomery has the bigger game. David Montgomery's number is uh, 48 and a half, 49 and a half, depending on where you go. It looks like 49 and a half at BetMGM for his rushing yards number. Pete, just one more question for me on this game. We've asked you so many questions, kind of peppered you with all, trying to get all kinds of thoughts. Haven't actually had a betting conversation yet. We can use the market that exists right now. Just it's kind of, we need something to, to play with here. Let's call it like Chiefs five or five and a half. Maybe it's a little less when Kelsey and Jones are officially declared out. The total in the game is 53 and a half. If you had to bet this game right now, bet this market with your assumption that neither player goes for Kansas City, what would you do? I would take Kansas City and lay the points. And I know most people probably would say, oh, that's a big number. But the number looks fishy to me in a lot of ways. And, you know, we've, the Lions are a little overhyped, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're moving in the right direction, um, but people have them there already. And I'm a big believer you got to win big games, and they haven't done that. The majority of this group hasn't done much of it. And they won some games down the stretch, but the one they won at Green Bay didn't matter to them. So uh, I think this is a big proving ground for them. But I think for that reason, even if those two guys aren't there, I'd probably lean to Mahomes. Uh, and, you know, they have some turnover in that secondary as well. And how will those guys adjust to be in a, a new group on the back end? Because, you know, it's a bunch of new faces back there. So for that reason, I'll lean to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and lay the points. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday. Talking week one of the National Football League. We made it with the great Pete Prisco from CBS Sports on Twitter at Prisco CBS. Pete, we'll do like a, what's your favorite bet in week number one coming up in a little bit. But we got to promote for you guys. How about the NFL on CBS, the game of the week? Jim Nance and Tony Romo in Foxborough. Tom Brady Appreciation Day, whatever the hell they're calling it, as the Patriots host the reigning defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. And over the course of the last like week or so, we've seen some money come in on the New England Patriots. Now at BetMGM, the Eagles sit as four-point road favorites total in the game, sitting right now at 45, but there are some three-and-a-halves on the board as well. What do you think we see on Sunday with Philly and New England, especially with Bill O'Brien now calling the plays and pulling the strings on this Patriots offense? Well, Bill O'Brien's a good play caller, but it's you know it's, it's tough to call plays when you have problems on the offensive line, and they have problems on the offensive line, and that's never a good thing when you're getting ready to play the Eagles. Uh, you know, the one thing the Eagles can do is they can get after the quarterback. They're bigger inside now. I think, you know, adding Carter, Jordan Davis, it's the next step. And, and so I think when you look at that, that's a mismatch. Um, normally in this spot, and I know you, Nick, you probably like the Patriots plus the points here. Normally in this spot, I would sit here and say, I like the Patriots, but I'm concerned about the offensive line. I really am. I think that's going to be a problem. Here's the other equation. It's easier to play the Eagles in week one than it is in week four. And the reason I say that is that's a hard offense to prepare for. But Bill Belichick has had time. You know they've been preparing for that the entire summer. So that gives them a little bit of an advantage. But my biggest concern, and that would lead me to take the points, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away. But if I had to pick it, I'd probably take the Eagles in large part because I don't believe in the New England offensive front. Pete, one of the bigger totals in a game on Sunday, actually the biggest total on Sunday, is uh, is a really, really interesting matchup between Miami and the Chargers. And, you know, obviously two teams, ton of playoff aspirations, maybe Super Bowl aspirations, Justin Herbert and Tua, two interesting coaching staffs, two new coordinators, right? Kellen Moore for the Chargers. So it'll be on one side of the ball, kind of like something we've seen before. On the other side of the ball, Kellen Moore offense versus Vic Fangio defense. I don't think we really know what that's going to look like or who's going to win at least early in the season. Chargers three-point favorite, total very high, 51. What are some of your expectations, new coordinators, really high hopes, I think, for both those teams? 
Yeah, I think Vic Fangio's the you know one of the best, if not the best, defensive coordinator in the league. Now, Kellen Moore is a good coach, but he's not the, the equivalent of Vic Fangio. So I think that gives Miami an edge. The problem is the other side of the ball. Remember when Tua went there last year? They went there, they lost to San Francisco, stayed out west, then played the, the, the Chargers, and they took away all his little read option passing lanes. So how will Mike McDaniel adjust to that? That's what I want to see. Because this Charger defense will be better than the one he faced last year. Bose is healthy again. Uh, you know, the, the guys are it's a much healthier team. They couldn't stop the run last year. I think they'll be better against the run. So I want to see how they adjust offensively as much as anything to what they did to them last year. Because what they did is, those little quick throws that he makes, they took him away, and they dared him to do other stuff, and he had problems doing it. So it's a big game for Tua from a proving standpoint to go out there and try and win that game. Pete, you're as plugged into the Jacksonville Jaguars as anybody. The Jags sitting as five-point road favorites right now. And Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, and the Colts total of the game at 45. What do you think we see on Sunday in the AFC South, Jaguars and Colts in Indy? You know, I don't think Jacksonville scored more than 27 in, in Indy against the Colts. Um, and I think that ends this week. I, I don't see that Colts defense. And look, don't get me wrong. Gus Bradley, the way he plays, likes to make you earn it. Be slow. Be patient. But Doug Peterson's more than willing to do that. Uh, one thing they do is they get the ball out. Uh, they have playmakers. They'll run the ball if you play back off like the, Gus Bradley usually does. Uh, so I think Jacksonville is going to be able to go up there and roll up a big number offensively. I think this offense is going to be, the be maybe the best scoring offense in the league. That's how good they can be. Um, you know, Ridley adds a different dimension. Kirk is a problem in the middle of the field. Uh, Ingram will be a problem in the middle of the field. And I don't think the Colts have the pieces to match up on the outside. They don't have a great pass rush to match up down in the interior as well. So I think Jacksonville will score their points. The concern is, how do you get ready for what Steichen's going to do with Richardson? It's hard to prepare for that. You go back and you look at the Eagles and what he did with Jalen Hurts. I think they're going to try and you know shorten the game a little bit because Jacksonville's offense is going to be explosive. Pete, I think the kind of the average sports fan, you poll all of them. Do you think the Arizona Cardinals are tanking this year? Like 100% yes, if you polled everyone right now. And the point spread in their game against Washington almost reflects that week one. Commanders by seven, win total Arizona getting jammed under four and a half. Do you think the Cardinals are, are kind of tanking, trying to lose as many games as possible? Here in about 45 seconds, so we can, we can ask you about your best bet. You know what, Ken? I say yes, they are. They're tanking, and there's no question they're tanking. I mean, how do you go out and trade for Josh Dobbs and make him your starter? But don't say he's the starter for competitive advantage. It's all charade. They're tanking. I think we're having trouble with Pete's phone connection. Jake, see if you can get – okay, Pete, go ahead. We got you back. Yeah, I think they want uh, Caleb Williams next year. But here's the other thing. I think Washington's a better team than people are giving them credit for. I'm a believer in Sam Howe. I think Washington's talented, and I think Howe will be better than expected, which is why I think Washington's going to be a team to keep an eye on in that East. Pete, in five seconds here, who do you think starts for Arizona on Sunday, Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon? Josh Dobbs starts, guaranteed. Take it to the bank. He will be the starter. I would be astounded if he started a rookie. Well, that, 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 that is, that is, well, I mean, they are tanking, so you, we, maybe we'll see name that tune on Sunday. Pete, we have 30 seconds to go. Your favorite bet right now for Week 1 NFL Sunday is what and why in 30 seconds, please. It's the Steelers at home against the 49ers. i got to see Brock Purdy do it again, but I think the Steelers are going to be tough, physical, and nasty on opening day. I'll take the Steelers. Will Nick Bosa play on Sunday for San Francisco? Will they get his contract situation straightened out, yes or no? Yes, I think he gets his done. 
Wow. All right. Well, we'll talk about that a little later. Like, what's going to happen with the point spread if indeed yep. Nick Bosa does sign? Maybe if you like the Steelers, maybe wait. Maybe you'll get a three back on the board if Nick Bosa does indeed sign. Uh, Pete is the absolute best. Pete always supports us here on You Better You Bet. Please support Pete. Follow him on Twitter at PriscoCBS, all his work at CBSSports.com, the CBS Sports Family of Podcasts, CBS Sports HQ. And, of course, he is a star fantasy football analyst on Fantasy Football Today, even though he hates being one. My friend, we appreciate you. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Pete Prisco joining us here on You Better You Bet. How great is that? This is awesome. <laughs> Interview just makes you can tell happy. him and I. Right. You tell him and I have yeah. done TV before, right? Like boom, sure. boom, 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 right back. I absolutely love it. And guess what? Brian Baldinger coming up next, talking week one in the NFL. This is awesome. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.